Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C, Certified Brewhead. And I am Scott Beer, Cold Beer Enthusiast. And welcome to episode 43 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. And today, we're here in uh, Stowe, Vermont, with Will from Idle Time Brewing, mate. Thank yeah, you nice to meet you. Thanks nice for having you, me. Thanks Thanks for Thank having you so much. Man. Thanks for coming over. Thank you very much. This place is awesome. Super cool. We have so, a beautiful drive up here. Uh, yeah, drive right, on to gorgeous nice. state. And Stowe is uh, a lovely a lovely town. We're very happy to be here and to be drinking your beer. These bad boys. And we're brewing today, too. So you're getting, it, you're getting the all of fact. Factory overwhelming, nice. making the nice. making the double buck, yeah. <laughs> double a double buck. Yeah, nice. Wow. Yep. Is that for? Is that a seasonal? Or is that like a? It uh, is. We yeah. we've only made. We've been open a couple years, and I think it's only the fourth time we've made it. Um, ties up the tanks a little bit longer. It's okay. it's the hardest brew to lauder. So that's when we're rinsing the sugars out from the grain. Because we've boiled some of the grains, mm-hmm. it's uh, the viscosity changes, and it can be a bugger to to really get kind of really like sticks to it rinse out it. Yeah. yeah, get it all out. Yeah, there. so if it usually takes us two hours. We're we're probably looking at three. Cool. To, yeah. to rinse the sugars out, and right. then the boil is straightforward. And that's, I would say more like four. More like four hours. hours. <laughs> from the guy who probably does. From it, the right? working yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Is that, and you brew on this uh, pilot system? Is this a pilot system here? No, this are, are a full. I was going to ask. Yeah, this is all your yeah, production comes it, right out of here. Yep, right? it all comes awesome. out of here. It's awesome. it's ten hectoliters or eight and a half barrels. Um, it is the nicest brew house that I've worked on, not only aesthetically yeah, it's it's beautiful, because it's beautiful, because it's copper clad. Copper, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wax on, wax off, grasshopper. <laughs> it is, when you polish it, it's... You got a, yeah, shiny, but pretty on, things. Yeah, but on the inside, it is, it's basically a state-of-the-art German brew house. Right, nice. shrunk, shrunk down to 10 hectoliters. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And that's that's enough to keep up with the demand? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we only sell in Vermont. Um, we're, you know, we're small, we're artisanal. Um, it lets us make a lot of different brews and really we're not limited by our brew house as much as we're limited by we're in a in a house you know restaurant so yeah. we have limited space downstairs right um, so I do have five fermenters so I mean if I had ten fermenters I could brew a lot more so okay would you consider expanding or is it something that you have yeah to- it'd be a little bit challenging you know we'd have to uh, you know go to a different direction in the uh, brewery where we had some ceiling height right. oh, um, yeah, down okay. the basement so that's- um, it's decent down there but it's um, it, I don't have you know, 10, 14 foot ceilings. I've got, yeah. I've got 10 feet, yeah. you know, or nine feet top. So your lineup of beers is—is is this a seasonal thing, or do you, are you always run the same beers, or do you have a few consistent ones and do some kind of funky? Yeah, and yeah. Stuff? We certainly, um, we certainly ride the train of, of making certain beers ki- consistently and, and making them throughout the year. Um, but we also have a series called uh, Keep It Weird, where we kind of mix it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can say something. You're good. Oh, okay. Um, should I add your extra hectoliters? We only had a total of 13. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, add your hectoliters and use it in backup. I used that uh, half already. Okay. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, please. Because that last underlet, it just took me a whole yeah. hectoliter. Yeah, whatever you think for water, that sounds great. Okay. Yeah, so just talking That's with great. Josh. Real Josh. Talk. Yeah, that you, is very real talk. Josh Waddell, our... Um, my assistant brewer, we're making a double bock today, which will be about an 18 Plato beer. Okay. Um, after we mash in and we go, we can step mash because we're, we mash into the kettle and we can raise the temperature and go through all sacrification over a 30 degree temperature range. Okay. And um, after we 
break down most most of the starch into sugar, we leave a third in the kettle and boil that. Right, oh, and that's okay. where that intense get the water out and get, get yeah, that's the where ABV up and uh, it doesn't get the ABV no. up. It gets the um, melanoids um, get a lot stronger. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a caramelization, nice. um, and it's more of a, a, a body thing. Okay, more than anything. Right, sweet. Um, well, we serious. have we have the lineup of beers right yeah. now. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's so start. Let's uh, start on these ones. So we start. Uh, far this is right, awesome, yeah. by the way. I love the yeah, uh, it's presentation. Tea. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's pretty Super cool. Sexy. I like it. Very uh, appropriate. So the first one is a uh, Hell's Hellsbrook Lager. Right. So on play on words, we've got a a, a great ski trail, a, a river that goes down the the center of Mount Mansfield, where Stowski area oh. is, and it's called Hellsbrook. Yeah, so we like called it. We called it Hellas Brook. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a, we're getting a little fruitiness from the east. It yeah. is a lager. We we prefer it to be super clean and dry. When I um, oh, nice. when I make yeah. beers, I generally walk the line of that malt sweetness yeah. and the bitterness. Where some people like to be more firmly bitter, I like to have it just be perfectly bitter. And I usually bitter beers up over time. Yeah, okay. this is cool. This is Crisp. not a style I usually gravitate towards, but I'm really liking this. It's, it has a like unique them. flavor, uh, like almost like a, a bit of apple cider and sweetness to it, which I like. Yeah, it has has a certain certain body to it, which makes it more interesting. And mouthfeel, like a yep. yeah, very a much so. Mouthfeel, yeah. That's that, uh, yeah. super multi, so that's fantastic. Um, well, your position here, so owner, brewmaster? I am the brewmaster. The brewmaster. Yeah, I am a hired gun. Hired gun. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. I love yeah. it. Can you give us some history? Like, we found that a lot of our listeners and viewers really enjoy hearing the, the stories of how people got to where they are in the beer world. And being a brewmaster is kind of like, you know, where a lot of people aspire to be at. Can you, like, speak through, through your uh Sure. Your well, I, I figured out that I loved brewing uh, a, a while ago, quite a while ago. Okay. Um, so I graduated from... University of New Hampshire with a German major. Nice. And, uh, you know, when I wasn't playing music or playing Ultimate Frisbee or whatever, my <laughs> roommate said, do you want to make some beer? I made some beer with my dad, and um, and he started me out brewing. And um, because we were young and unemployed and the skiing might be better somewhere else, we, uh, we ended up both going out west. I, I ended up in Utah, and he ended up in Wyoming and then Utah. Right. And... Um, when the powder skiing wasn't fantastic, we were making beer. Right, it's good life. So um, that's where it started, and it just, you know, each year we collected more stuff and made more beer, um, and most of the time we were doing it from all grains. So we were starting from scratch and, right. and pretty much doing what we're doing today, going through a step mash and, and, and really um, converting all that we could out of the grain. Um, and I just happened to try to find brewing ingredients cheaper at a, by going to a local brew pub. Right. One of the ski patrollers knew the head brewer at a small brewery in Salt Lake called Squatters. And um, at the time, home brewing was illegal in Utah. It was hilarious. Oh, no way. Crazy. But That's crazy. you could go and buy grain a pound at a time. In right. a little Ziploc oh bag, oh, wow. <laughs> but with the amount of beer we were making, you know, yeah, I was getting, I was getting twenty bit Ziploc bags to make a batch of beer. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe I could try to buy a bag of grain and make some beer. And just so happened, I'd been living in Montana and going back and forth, and uh, made a beer with some cherries, and it was just gorgeous, beautiful red beer. And nice. Walked by one day and said, oh, here's a beer I made, and they said. Do you want to interview for a job? Wow. And I was like, like uh, okay. Yeah, I do. So because 
you know, their busy time is the winter there when they had basketball close by. Mm-hmm. Downtown Salt Lake is busiest in the winter when it's not as hot. Okay. And the jazz was playing and they just filled the brew pub. And because I had some experience but not a lot, um, I got a job at even better brewery. I was up in Wyoming for almost seven years. Right. In Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson Hole. So nice. at Snake River. And then I left Snake River and started a brewery in New Hampshire. I was there for 12 years. And was that your brewery? Or? Uh, no, hired gun again. Okay. What was that brewery called? It's called the Moat Mountain Smokehouse and Brewing Company. Wow, that's say that on, <laughs> say that on the phone when <laughs> somebody yeah. calls. Your mom, Is there an abbreviation? Was it MM? Yeah, just be known yeah, as. Yeah, yeah. It got got to be known as the Moat. Right. So there just, you go. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Much or, easier. Or Moat. If you like Moat? to say okay. like, if you like to say Boat instead of boat. Okay. I don't know many I've people that use that. that term. Is that a... Uh, no, it's known as Moat. <laughs> no, it's known as the Moat, for okay. sure. I like that. That's dope. So and you ran then, that for 12? Yep, ran yep. that for 12, and they were they were able to grow and, and, and build a production brewery, which was awesome. Very cool. Um, you know, self-distributing brew pub, and basically we're doing a similar thing here. Okay. Um, where we self-distribute um, only in, in Vermont. Right. And we got a small-scale packaging. We just fill two bottles at a time, 22-ounce bottles, and we fill kegs, and... We've got a beautiful outside deck, uh, beer garden area, and and the pub, and we're on the road going to the ski area. So, cool, perfect. So it's, it's, uh, you hardly have to turn on the brakes. Hence, yeah. <laughs> hence ski, I guess. We yeah, 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 no exactly. Yeah. And you're saying this building has some uh, pretty cool history. It sure does. So, um, it's it was way back when. I don't know what year, but it used to be called Camp Idle Time. Right. Where you could do a couple things. You could uh, get a cabin and stay along the river. The river that comes down from the mountain is right out back. Mm-hmm. Um, they, of course, made apple cider. They sold gas. They did whatever wow. they could to, uh, to take care of the people that were coming up here to camp and check it out. So right. um, that's where the name came from, um, Idle Time. Right. Um, it's the name of our flagship double IPA. It's called Idle Time. Right. And because IPAs are so popular, we've got a second double IPA called Double Time. They're both right. 8%, but one is Simcoe-based, and another one has mostly experimental hops. Oh, right. But I'm sure you're thirsty by now. I'm yeah, thirsty. Yeah, thirsty just so looking at The next one so is the Bohemian Pilsner. A Pilsner. So it's a dry-hopped Pilsner with what we like to call, um, you know, it has saws in it. It has some Hollertau mm-hmm. in it. Um, really oh, wow. nice. Taste that dry hop. Yeah, kind of grassy sort of. Yeah, grassy. That's we know one. those as noble hops. Yes, of course. I'm getting more um, hops than I normally get off like a, just a regular pilsner, which I appreciate. Oh I like my that. god! Yeah, it's That's fantastic. It's uh, more hop forward than I'm used to, but no, this is fantastic. Hops, yeah, more hop forward any beer is better. Yeah, as long as, you, as long as for me, as long as you can still taste the malt. The malt, which I is think great. that's great. Um, it's definitely not overkill, but oh, that's great. I really like that. I find that these beers, like the Lolita style of beers, are probably almost harder to make, oh, to make them crisp, to, make to really good, get those right. flavors through. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, well, they're more naked, you know, there's, yeah. if there's a little off flavor or, you know, if you're getting a little fruitiness, like from the first beer, which prefer that that wasn't in there, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's something flavored. Sometimes the, when the yeast gets on older in generations, you'll get some right. fruity characteristics yeah. where in a lager, that's not what I strive for. Right. right. But that's, that that, be it's what you taste thing. and what you have, what happens. So. Yeah. Right. So we replace the yeast and we move on. That's so fantastic. I see kind of a lot of uh, like German style beers. Is that, you said you were a German major and yeah, does that so, have an influence right. on your? Sure. Yeah. So when I was 15, I was over there drinking beer. You could Close. throw 15. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <Yep>. uh, 21. <laughs> yeah. No, no, drink, there's no drinking age over there. So, oh, okay. you know, oh, at no, that age, oh, right, in the, right. drinking age. Is that really? Yep. In German? Yeah, yeah. Germany. Oh, yeah. Yep. So you could 
you could go to a beer automat, which is like a Coke machine, but it's a, yeah. a beer machine, and you threw in 50 cents, yeah. and a beer came out, and nice. it had an opener, and you popped it open, and you... Drank it like a pop. You just, had a beer. Yeah. You're just like, I'm thirsty. Have a beer. That's the best. So, um... That's the world we want to live in. Yeah, that's... Def definitely got spoiled can we make early that on. here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure did. Yeah. I can't say this place has a, a German influence as well, then. Uh, right, so sense. our beers, you know, I love to make lagers, and we have from the beginning, um, similar to the last brewery I was at. Um, it's more of a reflection of me than the owner because I kind of have artistic license, which is right. nice. Um, love making the lagers. Um, so what do we have on today for lagers? We've got the Hellas, yep, yep. the Pilsner, mm -hmm. uh, the Dunkel, and um, which we haven't got to yet. And today we're brewing a double bock. That's crazy. We also make, cool. make a Merits in Oktoberfest. Yes, which is great. That's one, um, that's one you had in the past. So. Yeah, I feel like there's yes. not a, enough good lagers being made. It's Everyone's very ale happy and IPA happy. Yeah. It's cool to see some really well-made, delicious yeah. uh, lager style Thank beers. You. Great. So, yeah. it, is that a, somewhat of a trend? In, I read that somewhere about lagers, craft lagers being a thing. Well, it's, it's becoming a thing. thing yeah, well, things are cyclical, right? So um, some of us have been drinking lagers all the time, but a lot of people that jump on the bandwagon are, are, are that are new to it are real excited about the hops, about the, the new varieties of hops, which yes. are what I call sexy hops. <laughs> you know? Everybody wants them, but not everybody can get them, right? Right. So there's a certain amount of, you know, what like should I say? It's, you know, it's hard to get some of those varieties. Um, and that's why we kind of made two different um, the double IPAs. IPAs instead of changing the recipe of one once we dialed it in. Well, two years ago, I only had so much Simcoe. Right. Where the last year I could make a lot more. So it just it depends on what you can get. Hmm. Well, speaking of trends, yes. being in Vermont, uh, the Vermont style IPA or the New England style IPA is uh, an emerging trend we found. Okay. Um, we really love them, and it's they're kind of hard to get in Ontario and Quebec. Yes. Um, you guys do them amazingly. I mean, it's called Vermont style IPA yeah. for a reason. Have you made one yourself? Do you like that style of beer? Are you planning on getting into that at all? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, um, when I first moved over, um, I was working at The Alchemist. Um, nice, and, cool. And John Kimmick is a you know amazing brewer and, and a great guy. Um, and although I wasn't there for a long time because this um, opportunity opened up where I could kind of do some different things and not just brew John Spears. Um, he definitely opened my eyes to making bigger and bolder beers. Right. Um, although, you know, my idle time and my double time IPA are, you know, they're 8% beers. They're fairly hoppy, but they're not as um, aggressively hopped or, um, you know, really firmly hopped as what he makes. Right. Um, and it's by design. Okay. You know, I'm slowly, I'm, I'm starting to whittle my way, but I didn't want to copy exactly what, he, what he did. I wanted to, you know, kind of do Your my thing on my own. And, and, and uh, so what's similar about it is uh, what they do at The Alchemist and some of the other breweries is that they're unfiltered beers. All my beers are unfiltered. Okay. So if they're, if, if they're clear, they've, they've dropped clear because of that. Um, and we learned, you know, learned a long time ago that if you filter the beers, you're going to strip you lose flavor. some of the flavor, yeah. You're going to strip flavor out, you're going to strip aroma out. Yeah, right. And what is the difference then? Because this is something that I, I'm, but we're kind of obsessed with these Northeast IPAs because of the 
every day we're on Instagram and everyone's posting like yep or, and I, we don't have access to them and they're only really just starting to come in Canada so I feel like we have a bit of a lack of um, perhaps education like what is the difference between a Vermont IPA and a New England IPA like is there a difference or are they or essentially kind of, the same thing like or is New England like the bigger umbrella and then yeah I mean that's a great question um, it's it's of course the terroir it's the it's our water's different Right and the yeast, um, right? Is it Vermont? Um, the yeast, yeast strain that we use yeast. is a, um, you know, from my understanding. I mean, I haven't been out, out in um, Seattle or those areas for a long time. Um, from my understanding, sometimes they, they use a, a yeast that might be have more mouthfeel to it, hmm. um, maybe a little sweeter. Or I'm, I'm not quite sure, um, but it's it's yeast strain. It's the hops, and then we recognize that the beer is best when it's fresh. Right. So. Most of us are not shipping in a way. It's it's gone right. within a month. Keep it close. It's gone within. Yeah. It's all gone within two weeks or yeah. at least a month. Well, we've and noticed. That's where the people get so they're like, wow, it's so intense. It's so this. It's we've we've brought some heady topper back and we've unfortunately left it for a little too long in some cases mm -hmm. and we found it a completely different product from the one you drank day of and the one you drank how many weeks three months you, three months he had it in his fridge mm -hmm. which i know it'll take obviously away from that fresh hoppy flavor yeah. it still tasted good it just was a different beer it didn't have that zing as it yeah. does when it's fresh yeah. fresh fresh from that's the right. some other bnn friends told me treat it like milk like yeah that's a, a week two weeks that's yeah. a that's a great adage because yeah. um not that it's going to spoil like milk will, but it you're it gonna that aroma is gonna drop out. Yeah. The aroma too. The aroma. That's what makes those beers so great. When you crack them and it fills the room, and you're like, oh my god, it's yeah, really right, fresh hop juice extracted yeah. to them. Um, when you're saying about rare hops, one thing I think is fascinating that I found a lot of uh, breweries out this way, whether it's the northeast in general or Vermont, uh, using is lupulin powder. How do you feel about that? Is that a trend? Is it ridiculous? Is it helpful? And we've heard it's a bit difficult to get your hands on, so not Expensive, everyone has access. Or is it, yeah, is it this over? I think I'm just curious from your perspective. Like, is there any thoughts on that? Um, I haven't had any firsthand um, experience with the powder mm -hmm. right in the field. Um, I know there's, you know, there's always more research to to do things bigger and better. You know, um, people are actually, you know, when I studied in schools, like people are actually doing continuous fermentation where you have wort going through a uh, through a system where the, the yeast is caught in a bladder and it comes fermented out the other wow. side. Damn, you know, that's so on the, and that was just experimental 15, 15 years ago, but right. it's actually, you know, it's it's some people are, are trying that. In the same vein, you know, bigger breweries that have more um, um, cash to, to to get into the game are are extracting directly in the field. The hops are picked. They're like, well, we've done the wet hops. We've taken the hops and used them within 24 hours. Wow. Well, why don't we pick the hops and extract them, extract what we want out of them in 15 minutes. Right. Wow. So, you know, Super I, fresh. right. I don't know the exact details of it okay. because I haven't been out there, but basically they're, they're taking the lab to the fields and they're, it's cool to know it's people like, are experimenting and trying. Yeah. Who knows what's gonna, you know, yeah. be the next trend and what's gonna stick and what's not. Yeah, I mean, certain things work really well. Um, if you can keep herbaceous, the green matter of the hops mm -hmm. out of your your um, brews, it can help. You know, with that you get more volume. Um, for example, the Hellas or the or, or Weizen has a couple pounds of hops in it, nice. whereas our double IPA has you know over 25 pounds of hops. In it. Damn. So you're trying okay. to not only put that flavor into the beer, but also separate the two so you get somewhat of a yield. Right, right, right. Um, and in terms of the exact, you know, the, the Vermont IPA, 
like, think it's I think it's, it's just subjective. I think or? there's some yeah. great brewers in Vermont. Um, you know, we have the most breweries per capita really? in the United States. But they're people. People are. They're not people that live in Vermont, right? They're people from away that come to Vermont. Uh, that, oh, right. that, that right. you know, Rogue that brewers. that are buying this this beer. Right. So it's we have a small population, but have a lot of visitation. Hmm. So like people are coming, like yourselves, are coming, and they're thirsty. I'm surprised you're yeah. not thirstier. Oh, no, we're, we're on the third, yeah, yeah, on the gotta, third beer I'm, here. I'm the quick one. He's the slow one. Oh, I'm but, saving yeah. some for later. But um, yeah. okay. So this is the joy and laughter. Pale. Yeah. Is yep. it pale? Golden ale. Oh, it, it's yeah. a golden ale. It's like a pale. Um, Grapefruit. Yeah. I can kind of keep getting the malt from over there. I know. I kind of like we're drinking beer while it's yeah, being brewed over so here, and you right. get that. It's a lovely thing. It's, it's just great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, remember we're oh. brewing the double box today. It's incredibly malty in oh, the in aroma. Like in this place, wait till we beautiful. start to boil. Oh, wow. But this is um, my assistant, Joshua Dell, has been with me for a while, and he really loves where one of the styles of beer is going in that it's a very light, crisp, golden beer. Um, right. It's as, it's almost as light as a Hellas in color, yeah. but then it has the backbone the of, of hops. Right. Um, this one is secret uh, citrus. Uh, citra, see if I can speak citra, it. Yeah. I, think yeah. I, need, I think I need a beer. I think you do. Citra <laughs> and Equinox, which has been... I have heard of Equinox. It's been renamed Euconaut. What? Okay, because you can't get it? Ah. Uh, you cannot. <laughs> hey, hey, I got it. I didn't even get that. He got it. You cannot. Hey? Not as dumb as see, I look. See what happens when you're from down under? Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, hey. We sometimes got the smarts. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. Sometimes you can understand it if it's backwards. Yeah. You cannot. About the backwards sometimes. Although those galaxy hops, people. those Aussie hops, they're, yeah. pretty, uh, they're tasty stuff too. We brewed, uh, uh, we're amateur homebrewers ourselves, and uh, we brewed a... Uh, a Galaxy Hop IPA. Well, I did. Oh yeah. Did you brew it with me? I think I brewed it with you. Yeah. What did it taste like? What, uh, what is Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah, like like uh, pineapple, like kind of tropical and fruity and. Uh, like, because uh, apparently it's the, it's the type of hop that has to be the single hop because it yeah, overwhelms it, the flavors right. of oh, all okay. that. It doesn't, it doesn't play well with others. You kind of oh, just want wow. to, yeah. So, oh, from, from our experience, and that's from, I read that later actually. We picked it because we we're like, yo, it's the Aussie hop. Let's yeah, give we it a try. try it. Plus, it was kind of new and people were kind of and we starting just to, to get our hands on it somehow. Yeah. And um, yeah, apparently that's the case. How do you feel about those single hop beers and stuff? I, I feel like I'm uh, seeing a lot of that coming up. Like, um, you know, from a brewer's perspective, it's a great way to say, well, what does this hop really taste like? Yes. What does it do actually perform out there? For me, when I've tasted some of them, um, you know, I, I'm down in the basement working most of the time, so I'm not out tasting everybody's beers. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I find them one-dimensional. Right. Um, and if that's if that's what you want, that's great. Um, but when we made the um, the joy and laughter, we decided. We, we love citra. We haven't used citra in our beers here before, okay. but we had enough to do a couple yeah. batches, and we wanted to give it something danky in the background, um, and that's where the Equinox come out. So, right. I mean, you just tried it. What, are you tasting the oh, Equinox in there, something a little bit in the background? I'm getting it's, that lingering. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's still something the bitterness different that's still lingering on the back of yeah. my tongue. Yeah. The citra's pretty clear what it is. Yeah, it's bright yeah. and fresh and crisp, yeah. and, and uh, I, I get when you said dank, that makes complete yeah. sense. It's yeah. sitting on the back but of my subtle. tongue. Yeah, not overwhelming. Not like no. palate wrecking, but like, right. That's what for a pale. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It's more more citra than the other, and, and and that's you know by design. I think we're pretty happy with the way it turned out. That's the first batch we did of that. A lot and, of my uh, my brewing friends say citra is one of those hops that you just essentially can't go wrong with. 
Like if you made a crappy beer, throw a bunch of citra in it and it makes it taste good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's just interesting to know that that's kind of, and most people I talk to tend to say, citra is the one that you kind of can't brew a bad beer with. Mm. But I feel like, yeah, bad beer is bad beer, but it's well, one of those like um, utility hops. I mean, like you can put it in any beer and it kind of works. You can name for it. Yeah, I, I think it, it, kind of what you're saying, or, or the other side of that coin, is that it 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 has enough presence that it can take over and, and, and be firm and kind of be be the big brother and kind of yeah. take over some of those other aromas and, and be pleasant. You know, it, it has enough backbone to and oil content to to hold up to those other beers. So maybe like we it. should put some citra in a in a stout. Give it a try. I don't think right? it hasn't been done before. I don't know. Oh yeah. I'm All sure right, it's been done. Sure. Can we erase that last one? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nobody, Cut. nobody no steal that. We're editing that out. Don't worry. Um, okay, beautiful. So I did want to know that about the. We were talking about the New England IPA. That was a big thing because this is our first. This is our first American podcast. We've never done one. Yeah, yet. actually, yeah. So Thank you, you are, for being on our yeah. first American oh, podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Big deal. Wow. It's a big deal. It's a big, big deal, deal for us. I've yeah. landed. <laughs> hey guys. Hey. Uh, you're international. <laughs> you're officially I, international. I want to call Josh over. Josh, how do you describe a Vermont IPA? How would you describe it? Vermont IPA? Yeah, yeah, come closer. Come, so come on, come on. Oh, we'll talk. I got okay. right, he's working. He's, he's got working. work to do, okay? He's a busy man. That's actually a good question. All right, we'll keep drinking. Okay, we'll keep drinking. We'll catch up to him. So this Zog's Pale This is our Zog's Pale Ale. So not only is the skiing here awesome, cross-country, downhill, backcountry, whatever, um, we've got great mountain biking. And right in town, we've got um, some great trails. And one of the oldest trails in there is a guy, his nickname was Zog. And it is a rooty, tough, hard trail to ride. And we named our Pale Ale after it. It's a blend of mosaic and, yes. again, other hops. Um, we love mosaic, but we find that... We like to mix those with other hops to give them a little more rounded yeah. flavor instead of a lot of caramel. Mm. This tastes like the uh, the sextant we had the other day. Do yes, think? the pale ale. Yeah, yeah. but um, a bit bolder. In the like, I like that a lot. How does that? Is that some, like a mixture of the malt? I'm getting caramel from that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to try it. Um, you know what? This is what I would suggest. Grab one of those glasses right yeah. there. Yeah, because oh, you said you're kind of sick, right? No, no. Pour that same beer into that glass with a vigor. It's for you. Pour it right in there. Now try it. Interesting. Oh, with so a vigor. Sorry, I missed that. We're, I think some of you people can see what's going on, but um, a lot of brew pubs, we serve in those small little glasses, and they're really for economy. But when you put it in you smell it a bigger you glass, it, right? you're going to... Yeah. I find they taste different when you put them in. You're right. The caramel's toned down. For sure. You're getting that the aroma. strange. I mean, that, how different it tasted. Yeah. 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 Oh, now I feel like we've been screwing ourselves. You can get your nose in there, too. You It opens up your palate a little more. And right. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that turned it down. I like that a lot. Yeah, so anytime I have people, they'll try our beers, and I'm like, well, if you find one you like, especially, pour that into a, like a snifter glass and something where you're going to taste it better, because these little juice glasses are, are for economy and, right. not, and not for the, the best presentation. for the look, essentially, yeah. Exactly. Well, they don't break as many, and they're less, less <laughs> yes. expensive. Yeah, of course. Um, when you go visit our friends next door, you know, they have beautiful little snifters that are two-ounce pours, and, and that's great. But two, um, well, how big are these, four? Yeah, well, kind of standard there. Yeah, never really thought about the, um, the, the well, what's the opposite of, but like glassware, the disadvantages, I guess, mm -hmm. of 
that as far as the stock because I do this a well, lot. Well, it would be the essentially drinking out of a bottle as well or a can. I know some beers are meant to be drank out of a can, but for the most part, I want to I want to see it, I want to smell it, I want to taste it all at once, I want to experience the beer in its entirety. But yeah, like you said, that's a huge disadvantage not being able to smell it while you're drinking. Never thought it, right? of that. Until yeah, I have these a lot. Because how often do you drink a beer out of the bottle? Probably never, never, ever, yeah. ever. ever. Yeah. The closest is like the alchemist ones out of a can because yeah. they tell you to do it and I can understand why with those big puppy things it keeps the aromas and yeah. stuff. Um, well, yeah, if you go over to Europe and you you know you get a Pilsner, you get one type of glass. When you get a Bavarian wheat beer, you get a Weizen. You get a different glass. It's, I love that. They've That's learned that you so you know it's it's it enhances the experience. Yeah. Um, the Weizen can have incredible lasting heady foam or, or you know and lattice in there, so it's nice to have a glass that can hold that hold up to that totally i'm sure i'm gonna start doing this from now on because now i feel like uh I yeah ask, get a flight beers. and then ask for a separate glass so yeah and even if you just like quickly wash it out josh i got two questions <laughs> oh here's <laughs> my see, assistant see, josh. my assistant josh woodell sir okay. josh is a self-proclaimed beer drinker oh so he's not a beer geek but he's a beer okay. drinker i like that but how would you describe a vermont ipa with Donna Summer in the background here. <laughs> With Donna Summer in the background, yeah, this is nice. Um, I would say that a Vermont IPA is a not, it's not very malty, which doesn't hide the hops, and then it also has more bitterness because the malt does not hide the hops. So it's bitter and hop forward? Yes, where some some beers, let's say, might be a little bit more malty, which that hides the hop flavor. Okay. Um, and that's really the most simple thing that Would I can say. Would you say that the yeast has anything to do with it as well? Because we know there's, there's Vermont-style yeasts. You can uh, get I don't know. Yeah, we said the water and the yeast. Yeah. I mean, the water does. It's kind of, I guess, the combination of everything. But right? every it's, brewer has their own yeast. You know, right, like Will, Will has right. his yeast that yeah. is different than others. So, I mean, in a way, like, yeah, I would say, it, to me, I feel that it's just let the beers are less malty in regards to like the IPA aspect. And the, would you say it, the Vermont style IPA differs from a New England style IPA, which is like the the kind of hoppy, juicy, really cloudy, low IBU, low IBU, high sweet fruit type beer? Is that is that in the same grouping of beers, or is it a completely different beer altogether? I would say New England in general are probably very similar. Similar, but not yeah. the same. I mean, I would say they're close to being the same. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You know, I mean, there are some breweries out there that are making uh, the, the cloudier beers. Right. But some of that has to do with yeast. Yes. Yeah. So back to your yeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. some of that has to do with the yeast thing okay. and suspension. Right. Oh, that's um, cool. I didn't know that. You need that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, which is also holding on to the hops and suspension. Ah. And so that's why flavor. some of the some of the hops end up in the cans. So much science. <laughs> a lot, right? Who would have thought there's um, science in beer? Obviously. But I, I just personally think that the beers are a little bit less malty. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they tone down the malt, boost up the uh, the hops. And... Yeah. And then I also feel that some, some folks add hops later. Ah. Yeah, I think like the yeah. powder we're talking about. Right, that's that gives it a dry hop. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's something that some breweries are doing and others are not, whatever. Cool. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's something that I think like that's it. helping. Well, we love yeah. the style, so we want to... That's it. Keep cranking out those. But I don't really definition. know about the juicy. That's different. I don't really know how. The juicy? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. We describe mosaic. We say the oh, mosaic juicy, is pretty yeah, that's juicy. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but speaking of juicy, how's the brew going, Josh? Uh, I haven't checked in with you. We're making a double block. Today. It's going real slow. Yeah. Slow. Real slow. That's how, like, slow can be good. Collected. We're up to six. Oh, great. We're not doing awful. We're not doing awful. No, we're no, doing okay. We're moving forward. It was awful. So you like? That's amazing. We're getting there. 
That's all you need. The, um, you said you had a second question for Josh? Oh, that, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. <laughs> okay, one enough. Yeah. That was helpful. That was good. Yeah, it's something we always wanted to clarify because these uh, Northeast IPA versus Vermont, when people are in Canada are making we're like, styles. Yeah, and we're like crazy for them and try, we don't really get a lot of them up there. So. But I feel like we had one last night from Ontario. Yeah. And it said on the label like Vermont style IPA or Vermont double IPA or something like that. <gasps> yeah. And then there's Blasphemy. I know, right? I know, yeah. And it's made in uh, We're taking Toronto, advantage like, of you guys. You know? I know. So that's made why we're so curious because we, we looking from afar even though we're truly not that far like but we're looking over here and there's people that are obsessing over Treehouse and Trillium and Night Shift and Bissell Brothers and stuff like that that are you know even monkish out west that are just doing those hazy like low IBU super fruity IPAs which is apparently you know, the, the, the trend right now we kind of tell every brewery you know please make one because we really like the style there, yeah, yeah. I saw I said there's a lot of great brewers in Vermont and then with the people that you know come and visit us we're drinking them fresh yeah so people's reaction to them is the reaction to drinking a fresh beer instead of something that was bottled two months ago I mean that is the truth like the oldest beer that I probably drank is two weeks old would that be style dependent no pretty much all the beers that I get from here or anywhere else like it's been bottled we drink it within two weeks I mean most of the time to be honest with you I drink it within a week of when it was bottled is there what's the reason for that just because tastes better yeah I'm thirsty (laughs) and it was bottled it was bottled a week ago yeah I mean that's really the honest truth is I don't really keep track of the dates or anything but it's just like we'll bottle beer like yesterday they bottled some beer here and probably drink some of that tonight gotta give it a try you know what I mean that was a brown ale we haven't made that in like a year so that's fun so I mean I think my wife will be happy so you like that one do you guys do any beers that um, that you can age any barrel aged stuff any yeah we do Um, we've made an English barley wine um, that we aged on barrels Um, we actually um, there's more and more distilleries popping up and I have a little bit of a sweet tooth that's why my Brews tend to walk that malt, hop bitterness, and, I like that. and then yeah. I and then I go to the, you know, I bitter them up over time. But anyway, there's a, a some great distillers around. There's Green Mountain Distillery that's actually those guys brewed here when on the same property when it was the shed, and then there's a distillery down Mad River Distillery, um, and they made some really great rum. It's called First Run Rum, mm-hmm. and we were able to get their first use barrels, nice. and designed a beer by the barrels that we could get. Most people say, well, I want to make this beer, I want to get a hold of these barrels. For me, it was more like, what great barrels can I get that I like what was in them, and then I brewed a beer for that. And that was an English barley wine instead of an American barley wine. Um, Not hopped as big, more on the maltier side, you know, kind of in between an English strong ale and a barley wine. Um, You know, best to drink within a year. Whereas a lot of the American barley wines is you don't drink them the first year because they're right. hopped so bitter right. that you let it, it tone itself down. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll hold up great for you know three, right. five, six years, whatever. Right. We were talking earlier actually because we do a little homebrewing ourselves. Um, we were wondering. We've done some fruit beers in the past, and there's kind of been mixed information on when do you add fruit to a beer. So is it in the mash? Is it in the boil? Is it in the secondary? Uh, is there a preferred way to do it? Um, can you do it kind of in every stage of brewing? Well, um, when you're actually brewing in any process industry, if something happens along the way, you can ruin your day, right? If you overwhelm it with whatever you do, um, you can just, you know, you can stop the flow, right? Right. So, um, you know, I had a friend who made a, um, he made a blueberry beer, and it's the only beer that he made from the, 
from the from the previous person that was there. Um, I think there was a in a seven barrel batch. I think there was like a hundred pounds of blueberries. Wow, hundred pounds. Yeah, so That's intense. They put it in the boil. Yeah, you know, burnt, you know, blew the skins oh, no. apart. It was in there, right? Yeah. They put it all through the process, but when they put that beer on tap, it was gone in a weekend because oh. they were in a small city. It was an intense fruit beer. It was special. It was there and it was gone. Wow. And they had the enough people around that. You know, so drink it you up, can drink do it, it that way. For right. me, when I make a beer like um, I've made um, blueberry beers for a while, the first one was kind of I got a hold of some yeast and I was told it was wheat yeast. And a couple days into fermenting it, I'm like, this isn't a Bavarian wheat beer. There's yeah. no yeah, yeah, banana yeah. esters, there's no cloviness, no nothing. And I called my brewer friend and he said, Oh no, that's an American wheat, wheat yeast. Uh, and I was like, ah, no wonder no wonder why it's bland. And right, right, right. <laughs> not very interesting. No offense to American wheats, but so, hey, well, they're designed those to German be wheats are... they're de designed to be easy drinking and right. it's just it's it's what the yeast does and it's it's a shtick. But so I had this beer and I didn't want to blend it with the Weizen and not have the Weizen taste as good. So I said to the owner, I said I could put some fruit in it. And then from then on, I had to make that beer all the time because uh, you know they, they package like it now. Cakes, they yeah. pack, you know, oh, nice. so fruit beers are popular. But when I make a fruit beer, most of the time I either go so it's subtle or it's bonky on the head, hmm. right? It's there's so much fruit in there that's you know you're like wow, it doesn't really taste like a beer. So right. we do this series called Keep It Weird series, um, and it lets us um, make and package any kind of beer and sell it in Vermont, and and whether it's um, um, whether it's a porter with chocolate mint in it, or if it's a, a Kolsch with um, sour cherries in it, yes. or or whatever it is, I want all of this, right <laughs> yeah, now. You know, this excites me. It kind of jumps around, and that lets us experiment and also do some small batch stuff. That's nice. awesome. Is yeah. that uh, ever bottled, or is that just on premise? Generally, that could be a tap situation. Um, the cherry Kolsch, we released that in the summer. Um, come back in the summer. Yeah. You know, the, the, the really challenging thing is we found a cold yeast that we love. We open ferment everything downstairs. So we really keep the aromas in the beer because depending what you're fermenting something in, a lot of people don't understand is, is that you can either blow the aromas out of it if you're in a tall skinny tank or you can you know, expand it and have a shorter distance that that fermentation happens in and keep those aromas of the fermentation in there, right? So one of the reasons to open ferment and um, it really makes a difference. But it's a fine line between getting enough sour cherry in there that you have the sour cherry and not taking but, the beer flavor out of but it but still yeah. taste that really subtle bready Kolsch yeast which we just love right it's kind of a fine line well not to talk about our crappy beer but we uh we made a spiced dark ale uh -huh. and we just overspiced the crap out of it yeah and it just it really it like it tasted pretty decent but there were just not enough beer flavor for me yeah. and I was very disappointed in the final products because I wanted that malt and that hop and just a touch of spice but I made the mistake of going on vacation for a month and leaving it in the fermenter with a, a spice bag in there and it just sucked up too much of that flavor and I was a little disappointed but yeah I mean it's got to be that like you said that fine line of, yeah. of, of just accenting the beer with a little fruit or a little spice I think goes a long way but if you overdo it you, you take away from the product itself yeah it really it, it really takes some you have to be a little reserved sometimes when you put these things in there you know the first time that I used mint my assistant at the time he hates mint um, 
and I could you could just taste it, and I put just enough in just it. Just enough in it, and you didn't mind. I would just use roots because I didn't have there was no green growth yet. It was too early uh, in the spring, and I just had it in a firkin, so it wasn't like you know I had 300 gallons of something that tasted yeah. you know whatever. It was right. a small batch, and, and that's a common thing. It, it's 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 a restrained home brewer that, or somebody that's brewing at home that, you know, to put just an amount, enough of them in. Right. There's always, usually you're having a couple beers and you just, you know, the more is better. That's and, right. And with some things you could put more in and, and it's better. Others, um, but spice is yeah, not, you know, one. just like cinnamon. Yeah, you know, it's like eating it, yeah. Do you want to taste a little cinnamon or yeah. do you, you know, it's it's one of those things that are strong. Yeah, so. 100% agree. What are you drinking next? Yes, this, this is, is number the, five. Uh, double IPA. Oh, this is our oh. idle time double IPA. Which um, we will so. drink out of this glass? Yeah. Are you going, are you going to have some or? Uh, yeah, I'll drink yours. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's a, for a double IPA, it's subtle. Um, it's. This aroma. Is 8% the yeah, it's aroma forward. Time. There's not a lot of warm alcohol. No, there's not. Oh, that's great. In there because of the um, because of the backbone of, of the malt. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Is this your flagship beer? I guess it is. I guess you'd say it is. Yeah. Um, because it's the first, you know, double IPA we made. Wow. It's so I mean, like soft on the palate, like very super smooth. Yeah, yeah, but it's like this. Really, really smooth. Super fruity on the nose. And we've well. we've done well. You know, we've done really well when when people have put all the local beers next to, to each back, other. Yeah. Is because what happens when you drink? If you drank all the different popular double IPAs next to each other, once your palate is overwhelmed and you come back, I think you really appreciate the balance. Right. Initially, like some of the beers you drink, they're so firm. That it takes you half to drink half of it before your mouth is ready for it. Right. I was gonna say this is for a double IPA. This is something I can have a pint of. I don't need like a. You know what I mean? Like I can sit down and enjoy a pint, not just have half a snifter. And you know, it's it's kind of very drinkable for the style. It seems to be a common theme through what we've had so far, as far as it's a kind of approachable is the word. I feel like a lot of these beers they got enough flavor to appease the beer geeks but they're not going to scare away the newbies. Yeah. Would you say that's fairly accurate? I, I guess you know, I guess the good description of, of my IPA is, is it's not as aggressively bitter. Right. Um, and it's the, the alcohol is 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 not as um, there's there's a lot of body and background that that's masking that alcohol. Right. I, I like that a lot. I find that I don't know if that's I always say it's a it's a mark of a good beer, a well made beer. Just because I just don't want to taste the liquor in a beer. I generally like avoid higher ABV beers, sort of, just because I don't really want to taste it. If I want to drink liquor, I'll drink liquor. Um, so is that, is that an accurate thing, or am I being unfair by saying that? Well, it's that's that's really personal choice. That's what what you like. Um, you know, I do enjoy the stronger beers, um, but when I pop those open, it's you know, if you guys were over my house, that's when I pull out the cellared beers share and, to yeah, share them and, and, exactly. and to enjoy it, and um, because I won't sit and drink one of those by myself. Oh, no. And they're so they're so interesting, and there's so many there's so many great ones out there. There's so many different things going on. I enjoy it. The best when I share it. Right. Those, those big, um, you know, whether the it's bombers, a, the big seven fifty. Yeah, well, yeah. just a, a barley wine or any of those uh, bigger beers that are higher alcohol. Um, I like to share those. Hell yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, but I like love the taste of. Do you have yes. a cellar at home? Do you have an extensive? Uh, 
I just assume that every brewer has like a million beers ready to go at home all the time. Yes and no. I mean, I live in the moment a little bit. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to drink the, the beers. Drink it, it up as you If make we it, have right? a bottling second, you know, I have to really make sure, I, you know, those, those go to the staff. And I have yeah. to make sure that I'm drinking first quality beer because, you know, these IPAs and stuff like that, if you have a little oxygen when they're packaged, next day, yeah. they, next day yeah. they taste like cardboard. It's not the same, yeah. You know, yeah. So we really strive to uh, keep our beer fresh. Um, we date every bottle by hand when we when we bottle it, so you know when it was bottled. That's awesome. Um, it's a double-edged sword. We don't sell as much beer out there right. because the, out in the field, they know exactly how old the beer is, and, um, and they want to sell through that before they get more. But at the end of the day, it's a win for the customer right, because absolutely. it's they know Fresh. what they know what they're buying. Yeah. And if there's a and if there's an issue with it, they could say, "Hey, I bought this bottle of beer. This is when it was bottled." Right. And I would want to know that too. So. Yeah. Anyway, it yeah. seems to be a common thread that keeps popping up lately. As far as the freshness, I just in the last like two or three months it's coming up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't really. I wasn't exposed to it much before. So I find it very interesting how important that is to. Uh, certain people which is people in general now I guess like because I thought it was just a certain group of people were being like snobby about it no, and I was like no like the only drink I pay is a week out like, alright bro like relax yeah, but the, I can see why now right? yeah the, the, the big thing is to, to remember always is that is the double IPAs and the pale ales any of those beers that are dry hopped if you can drink them in two weeks or a month that's best right um, those other beers like my Dunkel Lager the um the Mertzen, a lot of those beers, if the, the Weizen, all those beers are, are aging beautifully. Right. You know, the three months they're tasting great. Okay. Whereas a, a pale ale, I would be surprised if it, it probably tastes good, but I'd be surprised if it tasted great. So you great. say specifically something that is dry hopped, the with fresher those, the better. Yeah, the, with okay. the, the sexy American hops, yeah. the Simcoe, the, you know, the big fruity ones that you're, you're, you're paying that extra money for that aroma and stuff like Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Josh, do we have double time on tap? Uh, oh, I forgot. If we do, can I we two of these? I don't know if we do or not. I forgot. I don't have the regular list in double front of me. Double time was the okay. pink Double time was the other one. one. No, that was no. the other double. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, the, yeah. the one with the uh, pink grapefruit is called Pink and Pale. Oh, Pink and Pale. Uh, okay. Pink and Pale. Okay. Very good name. Do you name the beers? Um, I have I have a little to do with them, but I I, I um, make them. I'm pretty democratic. Yeah. Um, Ani, who works in the office, she named that one. So okay. she we were able to find a, a, a really nice color pink on the bottle that wasn't too feminine and yeah, was yeah, still yeah. jump out. So I think we I am the marketing hit the nail on the head. <laughs> pink on my beer. I'm, I'm not, not afraid, afraid of that. that. Yeah. I think most most people aren't. Even though beer is a fairly blokey uh, yeah. operation. So we can go downstairs and, and we can try that beer because I have it in the tanks. Oh, yes. and, oh, and, wow. and what that beer does is it you taste the pink grapefruit and you taste the dry hop. Right. So for me, that's that's my ultimate goal is, you know, because I can make a fruit beer that tastes like fruit. Well, I can just use very low hops and use a lot of fruit right. and ferment it and Good to go. it's a fruit beer right um but it's it's that balance between the both that you're that i'm kind of stimulating your olfactory nerves and you're like wow is i'm tasting the fruit i'm tasting the hops i'm 
just a lot more nice blend. It lets you know I'm a little more complex than I look <laughs> than I look like when you first meet me. How about one big beer? There you go. All right, all right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds great. More for me then. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> so we're gonna go right to the double top. Yeah, let me put yeah, that yeah, back. Yeah. I'm saving this for later for the. Uh... And just so you know, to keep it weird, just allow him to have his inner child come out. Oh, okay. You know, I like it. That's isn't that what brewing is all about, though? That's it. You gotta keep it weird, man. Yeah. This is the double double time. Here, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Bam. Oh yeah. Okay, that's a lot different. Yeah, so this one is a different dry hop. Um and it's more firmly bitter. Yes, it Without without being as bitter as got lacing and foamy head on that man, that looks great. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like it. I like the haze. Does it uh, change up as it as it uh, warms? Would you say? I would think so. Yeah, it's pretty cool, which I don't mind. Like I like it. It's chilled, very well chilled. I guess we have the flights. So yeah, it's like carbonation. I can't stir carbonation into it, and yeah, I can't. And once it's in your hand, I can't chill it down. So I just, you know, we have it for pourability, the temperature, and then that's why this that's right, the snifter, this snifter is nice. So you can warm exactly. it up. Exactly. Different, uh, different level. <laughs> don't worry. No worries. No worries. That's great, man. Yeah, um, you taste the alcohol a little bit more. I think the alcohol, yeah, the alcohol uh, comes through with the um, with that danky hop. Yes, that's in there. Uh, I'm interesting. Do you think this is valuable? I, read, I saw this on the internet one time. Yeah, it was, like, was like a beer. The guy who invented the Cicerone program it was like, you swirl the thing and you hold it. Ray in Daniels. Keep the aromas. I think that's his name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know Ray. You know Ray? Sure. Good luck. Yeah. Cheers, Ray. Cheers, Ray. <laughs> As they say in England, up yours. Oh. Hey, we say that get too. It. We oh. say, get, we uh, say get, get it in. Yeah, How do you say it? Yeah, up yours. Up, up yours. A few other little ones. Uh, hey, up, up your hatch. Up your hatch? <laughs> we say get it in you. Like, get, get it, it in, in, in you. Oh, hang on. Up yours was kind of like a F U type Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's what we say. Yeah. Did you say that too? Well, yeah. Okay, so we already did. Oh, that means just drink it. Oh, I see. Oh, we say get it in you for that. Get it in you. Get it in you. So we actually, he does, well, we do 10 second beer reviews on Snapchat and you review the beer and you say a few things about it and then we kind of sign off with like get it in yet. Oh, yeah. Unless so you don't it. like it, you can say don't. Yeah, don't. don't. There's been a few that we said don't, but oh. most we don't really review bad beer. We don't, don't get it in. Yeah, don't, don't get, get it in. in. Yeah. We like to we hand select breweries. our beers knowing that it's going to be good to start. I remember yeah, so. a song, Don't Get Any On You, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different subject. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I'm going to drink to that one. Cheers to keeping it off you. Let's keep it clean here, boys. <laughs> That's not a We got children event. watching. It's a beer yeah, podcast. Lots of children. Um, all right, and the vanilla porter. No, vanilla please, porter. Please. Gosh, what else do we have on tap there? We got a stout. We got the Bavarian wheat beer and the dunkel. So I always find it's hard to go and taste the double IPAs and go backwards. Oh, so that's, yeah. if, if we do that, we'll have to get some water or something. Yeah, but agreed. we can try the porter just because it's here. No problem. Yeah. Sippy Bill? Sippy well. boo, do you say that? Mm-hmm. Hey, no, you didn't. No, it's for you. It's for you. I know what it tastes like. That's true. That's what I did. Look what I want. More menus. It's okay if you saw Wow. Craig, he brewed it. I'm pretty He's sure building. he knows how it tastes. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I love vanilla porters. I feel like they need to be a lot more. 
so we use real vanilla beans, so it's um, it has so a real good. rounded flavor. What we like about it is it's not oh, too it's not too sweet on the finish, so it can be vanilla, big aroma in the nose, but fairly dry in the finish. That's what we're going for. Lovely. At times it can be a little sweet, but I love the really good. Yeah, but vanilla blood is one of my favorite styles. Do you guys ever do? Do you do nitro taps at all? Yeah, um, nitro. Good I love nitro taps. We don't. Um, yeah. We definitely could. What you do is you carbonate the beer to a lower point, and then you force you it force through it a sparkle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So it's going like to, instead of aerating it like a pump top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This would be it's amazing on that's nitro. That's what I'm saying. This would be amazing on nitro, yeah. Just that vanilla, like, there's something it that lends vanilla itself does, but what is texture, yeah. No, it's great as it is, but I just popped it in my head. We actually know? did a brew fest, um, not actually, but we did a brew fest on the weekend, and coming out of the cold plate, as we poured it, the beer had a you know nice frothy head on there, and that's just the way it was pouring. And when people came up, I'd said, you know, drink the foam; it tastes drink great yeah. because you actually get vanilla tones in yeah. in something that's acidic, right? Because it's carbonation that's that's you know come out of solution, and that's acidic, and you're you're getting that acid um, vanilla taste just in the foam, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That's fantastic. Um, I like that a lot. That's great. Um, you know what? We have these um, oh, yes. lightning round questions. At 10. Oh, we, oh, here they come. Yeah, but yeah. They, it's the slowest lightning round you'll ever experience. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> what did you we call ask it? the questions. There's and you, no clock. <laughs> the, the molasses, molasses round. round. Yeah. So what is your guilty pleasure beer? So that is a beer that you would be... You Ashamed would, of telling people you like, but yeah. you occasionally drink it and enjoy it. So oh. probably, like, generally that lends towards, like, a macro or something like that. Maybe there's, like, one macro that you Oh, just, oh, other than my own. Yes. Other yeah, than like, my own. Yeah, guilty well, pleasure. Because you make good beer. Like We're talking about like a beer that has kind of maybe a stigma around this beer. Like, you know, if you really love Budweiser, yeah. like my guilty pleasure oh. is uh, Corona. And mine I, is oh. Labatt 50. I don't know if they get that up here. No, I don't think no. you get that. It's just a Canadian down, beer. No. But yeah. something that like, you know, if you're... you're so you're going pretty low. No, nah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, um, we go low, I, okay. I guess for my own beer, sometimes I just want to wet my whistle and, I, you know, all the beers I brew, part of my job is to taste them and see how they're maturing and, 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 and seeing if the recipe needs to be tweaked and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'll drink the Hellas and the Bavarian wheat beer if I just want something light and pound it. Okay. Um, if I if I want something with more flavor, I'll usually be drinking the pale ales or, or things like that. That's not guilty I, pleasure at all. Yeah, I enjoy them, <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's, that's yeah, my yeah, beer. Yeah. So. Well, you cough it now. So for guilty pleasures, gosh. Do you, okay, so one thing that people say, they have these, like, um Sometimes I drink some of the local beers. <laughs> if, if we go fishing and they yeah, bring their that, beer, there you go. Okay. Yeah. then I drink their beer. Which would be? You can uh, say I the like words. The, I like the fish with the trap guys. They they want they catch a fish once in a while when I take them. <laughs> but so what's, we bring what? some of their Hellas or their Pilsner and stuff okay. and see yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. doing. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, we can't push you into saying yeah, you yeah, like yeah, Budweiser right now. It's like, it's just <laughs> oh, you know... Uh, you know, I, like I a beer you could buy at Walmart. Well, I love I love lagers. So you know, if I was gonna buy a, a lager, I think Sam Adams has done a great job with their Boston lager, nice. like keeping that. it consistent and. You know, it has some, so some hop aroma in it. And stuff I wouldn't like say that. that's but a guilty for, pleasure for for a brewer. That would be. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You know, technically, he just wants you to say a really terrible beer. beer. Yeah, like a but really terrible. I'm not gonna, like not, you just love a good Bud Light uh, before you go to working, bed or something. Today. Oh, I had a, I had a, I have a <laughs> German friend who has since passed, and and I guess I, he turned me on to his guilty pleasure. So. He worked for Budweiser for years and, and worked for the company from Germany that made the bottling lines and stuff that sold the Budweiser. Uh-huh. So, blah blah blah. He ended up there, and we were at his house once. And we're downstairs. 
we found some bud lime downstairs. Oh. And we were like, Ludwig, we said, Ludwig, what's this? Ooh, oh, no, nothing, that's nothing. I'm just like, that's have you nothing. been You have drink? not seen anything. Have you been drinking bud lime? <laughs> Um, which is blasphemy. Which is actually quite refreshing yeah, for what that, it is. Yeah, sure. but that's what I wanted you to say. Yeah. It's just like no, a little cordial in a lager. I like it. I mean, it's terrible, but I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I used it. We used it in um, sangria one time. Yeah. Okay. It, it, was, it wasn't so bad. Beer Arita? Yeah, Beer Arita. This, this is what he would always say. He would say, don't drink water. It rusts, water drink it rusts the stomach. Wow. So Germans. if I had a chance, you know, I would drink a, you know, if I didn't have any water around, cold, clean water, I would drink whatever we had. I like Bud it. Lime I like it. <laughs> probably, probably not the Lime Arita. No, <laughs> the Strawberry Arita, though. <laughs> I let no, you drink all the strawberry yeah. ones. Please do. Okay, Next so super slow question. Beer you would decline under any circumstance. So if you're at a barbecue and you didn't bring your own beer, what, you know, unlikely circumstance, like I'd be like, like, hey, Will, do you want one of these? Yeah. And uh, what would that be that you'd be like? No matter how thirsty you were or how bad the company was, you would not drink this beer. Tough one, I know. Gosh, I, you know, so, I, I, I'm not, I'm not one to, to badmouth my, my friends or neighbor or kin. I, I, I guess if I wasn't in the mood to, you know, if it was a 12% big bold barley wine and I just needed to hydrate, I, I would, I would decline. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's a very uh, democratic answer. Yeah. Diplomatic answer. Diplomatic, yeah. 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 I've had a few beers with Give me a break. There's right? Democrats in Vermont, too. It's okay. <laughs> there is, sir. We it's like right. you guys. Go Bernie. You can, Go Bernie. You said no politics here. Yeah, we're I know. Like, we said we're we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. No. Bernie, Bernie for president. Feel yeah. the burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Favorite style of beer? Oh, gosh. For me, again, it's a favorite example of a certain style. It's, I don't have one go-to beer that's no. what I do. We've had some brewers tell I mean, us it's like picking a favorite child, so I know yeah, it's a I've, tough question. Yeah. I've, that's, that's exactly how I've said it before. They're just like, what is your favorite beer? And they're asking about what's on tap, and you know, I'll say, they're all my children, how can I choose? <laughs> um, but it's really, um, it's, it's my favorite beer in a style. Right. You know, um, that's fair. and what you're exposed to, you know, it's like, before I was a professional brewer, you know, the beers when I was living in Utah, you could only get, you know, one of those 15 or 20 different breweries that they had at the state liquor store. Right. Right. And one of them was Sierra Nevada. And yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale is a, is a great beer. Yeah, absolutely. But if I was going to spend, you know, if I didn't have 6 or $7 to spend and I was going to spend it anyway, I would probably buy the porter or the stout because it would last me longer. Right. So the same thing. When I lived there, you could buy a, a, a Molson Golden for $1.95 for a bottle, or buy a Spaten Optimator for $2.05. Right, so you dropped that extra so, 10 So, uh, you know, we bought the time. 10 cents and got the, uh, the Optimator Spaten. every time. What is an Optimator? Is that like a high ABV Spaten? Or? It's a real multi uh, double buck. Yeah. I can't say I've had it, yeah. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I like That's Spaten. a classic. Could, yeah. You should know that stuff. Uh, least favorite beer style. So it's not like least a hating thing. It's just like your your le- your like lowest preference. I would say. Yeah. And we get a very similar answer for this, which is strange yeah. because it's, a lot of people say the same thing. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious to see what you think. So it's not like not not brands or anything. I, I just, guess the style you don't really enjoy as meant as much as um, some ferment. Probably be me for be like fermentation characteristics. Like I I don't tolerate too sour. If something is incredible pucker sour, like some people would be like, yeah, I could yeah. suck on lemons all day. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I could suck a lemon, but I'd like to have a glass of water afterwards. All right. You know, um, so 
I'm my palate is not as accustomed to super sour beers. Okay, that's um, fine. I like more approachable sour beers or more yeah. balanced sour beers. Okay. And as a friend of mine said, local brewery said, well, there's a lot of bad sours out there. You know, it's it's that, you know, a sour that's maybe, you know, that's not as balanced. Okay. Um, and oh. then the other, you know, fermentation characteristics, it would be if, if something just is too much, you know, kind of baby poop sort of you know funky it's kind of like in the direction of barnyard but like cheesy but not yummy cheesy like right like it's just <laughs> like a little too, off, too like, funky too dank too like, intense uh well dank i always think of of like hop's cousin there um but the i would think just too too barnyardy too moldy like cheesy moldy funny. cheesy yeah. cheesy yeah <laughs> but you know not yeah like, okay like stinky, stinky cheese. Okay. Like the, I the like a good cheese. cheddar, and I can take some cheeses. You don't want in, any in small blue amounts, cheese in your beer, though. <laughs> I, you can sprinkle blue cheese on oh. my salad, but just don't smother it. Yeah. Agreed. I like that. Agreed. Balance, bro. Balance. Yeah, balance. The yin and the yang. Um, desert island beer. So if you, people ask ridiculous you have to drink questions. something for the rest of your life. So people are like, okay, is it delivered fresh? Is it brewed? These there? are the worst. Can like we keep it refrigerated? I'm like, dude, just give me a yeah. Just so if you could drink one beer, you have to drink for the rest of your. You can you life. can go a, exactly. You could go a style, but you could also go a like oh a brand and a, a type as well. Like if you had a specific. Uh, be that you'd like to drink. I know. Well, hopefully I'd have my lovely lady with me and I wouldn't be by myself. So Let's say you have. So, sure. so if she was with me, she would get tired if I had the Weizen all the time. Right. So, um, it would, for me, it would be either a, a light lager or a Weizen. So that's be a, a Helles or a Pilsner or, or a Weizen. But Weizen is great when it's hot and warm. But nice. I think point. it. I think it's, you know, because I've gone... You know, living in Vermont and living in a basement, I don't have much tolerance for humidity. Although it gets humid, humid in Vermont, my wife works outside, I work inside. So if it's a hot, humid day, we went to the fair last year and I was like, die. Yeah. You know, and she was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm just not used to the humidity, so it would have to be a light beer. That's a fake hole. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that answer. Yeah, if I, had some, if I had some molasses yeah. to it. Oh, there you go. Boost it up a little bit. There you go. Um, is there any beer? There's sugar water in the kettle. Uh, oh, nice work. Thanks. There you go. I love that we're, well, not we're brewing, but you guys are brewing as we're drinking the no, beer. No, we're a team. Been, yeah, we're, I'd say we're a team, aren't I we? I burned my house up with water earlier. <laughs> I helped make a mess, too. I love it. It isn't just well, when the grain. A, we made a mess earlier. It isn't just uh, when the grain comes nice. out. <laughs> you have to make a, a mess. Good, we did a great job. It's not official it until you made a mess. Well, this is one of the hardest beers that we brew in terms of watering. That's when you rinse the add yes. hot water and rinsing the sugars out and stuff like yeah. that. It's just it's just a bear. Yeah. It just gets gummy and it's gonna be taste so just, good. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it in the end. So yeah. I don't know if you guys know the history of Bach beers, but you know all those Franciscan monks and stuff like that. You ever hear them? Uh, you ever hear them do their Gregorian chants? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it sounds a lot like a didgeridoo. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I like the Aussie reference. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'll hit you in the back of the head with it. <laughs> so here it comes. So they would only drink beer during Lent. Right. So they made That's a beer nice. and tried to put in as much calories ah, as they could. Right. Hence, that makes sense. the double bock. And hence they're doing these chants in Latin or who knows what language and you can't understand what they're saying. They're all drunk. They're, they're all, all mashed. They're all mashed. They're nuts. <laughs> Six in the morning they're drinking. <laughs> Getting those calories. No bread, no water, just wow. beer. Which essentially is bread and water. Right. Pretty much. Well, there you go. Yeah. Grain and water. I like that. Bit of history for you folks. There is a God, you know, there, if you right? just like, 
No eating during Lent. Okay, but can I have beer? If you drink, Please? If you drink sure. enough Bach, there is one. There's always okay. an exception. <laughs> Only one kind of beer. Okay, we're going to make it. a special beer. <laughs> I love it. So, history of Bach beer. All right, no. what do we need to do? We um, need to try some... Oh, you're asking questions. Yo, Go ahead. Can, no, we can try something else. Oh, want to try something else? We do. Let's see. Let's do it. What should we try? Can, we, can you give us a splash of the stout? Stout? Yeah. I don't know, we're taking all his glasses. <laughs> it's alright. Refill, can we refill? There's a couple, there's a few more here. No, no, he's yeah. just kidding. Okay. Okay. He's well he's, away to he's funny, uh, Josh. Yeah, what's he's a got joker trend he is. predictions. Do you see any uh, trends in the future like that you think are going to pop up? Like right now it seems that Sour's Gozers and um, the Northeast IPAs are kind of all the rage with the kids. Is there anything uh, you think that's going to be next? Like you said, I, I know you said styles are very cyclical as they are, so is there maybe uh, are we coming back to the German lager style beers? Are we going big Russian Imperial Stouts? What's the next trend for the kids? Well, you know, we've, been, kids. we've been talking for a while and I've been a, lucky to be a professional brewer for 20 years. Amazing. And, you know, the trends have gone from, you know, great drinking beers that are dry hopped and great aromas. You know, a pale ale is just like the style that everybody wants and, and now it's even bigger. So I think we're going to, we're already seeing people are going to be stepping back from the double IPAs and, and drinking the pale ales more. More sessionable, but approachable. Where, but where a pale ale is now, like my pale ale, our pale ale or whatever, compared to Sierra Nevada, I think it's hopped even a little more aggressively. There's even more aroma in it. Right. So it's kind of, it's... Almost blending the two styles? Yeah, they, 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 they just morph over time. Yeah. Like if you go to the Great American Beer Festival or something like that, the definitions of styles, they revisit it every year because new styles come out. Um, so many people are, are making some of the sap categories so much that they have to make a category there. So, um, you know, the United States is very different, you know, yeah. than Europe because. Um, sure. We'll I'll take, take a spot of wine. Yes, please. Thank, thank you. you. It out. We were waving to you earlier, but. Oh, really? Yeah, you weren't looking. That's right. Don't be sorry. doing work and stuff. So. <laughs> It's okay. We got to hustle. So where were we? Lost. I lost the question um, totally. It was the trend prediction. Oh, the trend. Um, you know, we're just lucky that there's that are, a lot of people are drinking for flavor rather than, you know, for the buzz. It's like there's we have more craft beer drinkers now. And that's why there's more craft breweries. Yeah. You know, there's going to be the obvious boom and bust in terms of not every brewery can survive. You know. Oh, thanks. Um, Sorry, that's the only small port that I know. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it in. Yeah, that's fine. I like this man. He's a big Um so, You know, so there'll be a boom and bust in breweries. How many that are around? Okay. Um, so it's and yeah, more people will will drink whatever they. With so many great beers around, they're going to drink what they feel like drinking. That's they're gonna, right. They're going to drink a, a double IPA when they feel like that, and they'll drink a. Um, uh, a pale or, or something different when they when they're feel in the like mood. Now too. they have options, so whatever right. they want to drink at the time. Yeah. Right, because like you'd be a lot of great beer. <laughs> there you go. Got you out of that. Okay, the stout. This the is stout. your oatmeal stout, or yeah, oatmeal stout. Okay, cool. Is this cold oatmeal stout. Nice. Mm. Is there vanilla in that too? Nope. No. All right. 
It's just cold. It comes across that way. Yeah, it does. So, that must just be the malt, I guess. No, nope. what it is is it's your it's your mind when that chocolate malt hits you. Mm -hmm. You associate those same flavors with the with chocolate and vanilla. Chocolate and, and vanilla right. go together incredible. Like it. Yeah, it's yeah, got some really carb good. to it for yeah, uh, like that. for for stout. And yeah, least, you know we, what I mean. Like right. I think that helps it breathe. Yeah. What's the ABV on this bad boy? Oh, it's only about five, five and a half percent. Crushable. Yeah, it's not, it's not super high. I like that. Man, um, I, I love just easy drinking, approachable stouts. When you just want a big malt blast in your mouth, it is like, yeah. I used to, I used to crave Guinness, but now I've had so many better stouts. It's like, yeah. why would you go to Guinness? All right, so this is my fault. I let the card fill up, the memory card fill up. I know, I know. You've got to prepare. We leave and come to another country. It's all right. To do... We just took a break and got another beer so, while you figured it out. Yeah, we pretty much did, didn't we? So um, we were in the middle we of... We did, at well, least. You yeah. guys did. I was reviewing beers, working. God, you guys are slacking, You're hanging out. Uh, Aren't I? Um, I don't know if you really want to... These are the other questions, if yes. you're interested sure, in answering let's, them. Let's... So we had the trend, we were talking about the trends before. Yep. I rudely cut you off with yep. my yep, that's uh, fine. memory card. We have any of those questions, if you like, uh, if you don't have to answer all of them. Oh, most underrated brewery. I think we are the most nice. underrated brewery I in like Vermont. That. That, yeah. was a, that was a great promotional. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it isn't, it, people have told me that. Yeah. I was, you know. I like it. I love the lineup. It's, I'm impressed with it's got every a little everything we've had I, I, today. Yeah. Like I, I want a brewery that can offer me everything, not just like we do IPAs really good or yeah. we do amazing stouts. It's like no, I have a lineup of lagers, ales, and they're all great. Yeah. And they're all great. That's that's cool. That's I feel important. like all of these. I feel like there's a there's a lot to say about approachable beers because in a state where I feel like it's it's, it's focused on like palate wrecking. Palate, well, no, yeah, palate wrecking like a little bit, in, but like yeah. you know, like uh, big beers. It's a very big, it's just kind of why I'm attracted to Vermont because we don't have that so much in Canada. It's a well, we went to the when we walked by the bottles, I was like, oh, there's lagers here. Cool. Like I was just kind of excited, and stoked about yeah. it. Yeah, unexpected, and I feel like now we've sort of done eight or nine beers that you've uh, made. I really feel like it's a there's there's a theme there. Would you yeah, agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theme, theme of drinkability. You know, it's, it's, oh, it's probably. I know. It's like Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, it's very malty. Um, it, it's, um, yeah, it's it's from the direction of drinkability. Um, you know, I, I I think it's, it's always a compliment when when somebody says. I don't like beer, but I like this beer. Whether it's That's true. the Bavarian wheat beer or you know the the Hellas, or it, it could even be the pale ale. But usually, it's the lighter beers that yeah. don't have that bitterness. So there, you're winning over somebody that didn't know they didn't you know that they like craft beer. They just had to find the right one. That's and a then, great point. And then also for you know the people that that chase after beers or, or, you know, like beers that are more bolder or, you know, more firmer or whatever. Um, I think we do a good job at those too. So um, a good variety. And it's, I, I think that's, that's the part of the hospitality part of being a brew pub restaurant is, you, you know, being, to everyone, being right? able to come here with you yeah. two guys and have you each find something on the menu you like and a beer that you like. Right. So, I mean, that's a win-win. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and we're kind of, you looked at our menu and, I'm sure after hearing this podcast, you're going to run right down here and come to 1859 <laughs> Mountain Road, Stowe, Vermont, and get down here. And ask for Will. Get it in, Tell him we sent Will. you. We'll Don't. give you a hug. We give <laughs> Free hugs? hugs at the door. Will you give Free hugs? Tour. <laughs> Free, Free tour. Free tour. Okay. Free hugs? No hugs. No hugs? Depends. If you ask nicely. If there's a chaperone, I can give you a hug. There you go. And right. if not, yeah. not happening. Yep. Okay. Anyway. 
So we've got some options. <laughs> Get there. down here, guys. Seriously. Yeah. Um, okay, that's amazing. That's that's fantastic. Is any of these uh, uh, questions there? Do you have a best beer you ever drank in your life? I feel like people relate that to experiences. Like, oh, I was on a, yes, I was so on a kayak in the lake, the beer itself. and yeah. it was, I was thirsty. I was working all day. You know, something like that. That there's some sort of like. Story this is kind of it. so. I I said I studied German German um, when I was at university over there. Um, I put a sign on my door, yeah. and it said, in German, it said, Will's Bar, always open. So, um, I'd get one of the guys that had a car to drive me down to the case store, because okay. you could buy beer by the case. And Is it still called a case store? No, they sell like cases, like cases of beer. Beer right. store. Cases of beer. Okay. I Instead like of, called it a case store. That's yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's, yeah. Well, in Germany, this is how they do it. They'll, you know, returnable cases, and you buy a case. Right, right, right. Two fours, so, as we call it in Canada. I would, the, the local beer wasn't that great, which is the first time I've ever been somewhere in, in Germany. Germany. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. beer is not that good. So, I, you know, I had Beck's or, or whatever, sure. um, which is fantastic yeah. when it's fresh and yeah. local. Yeah, I bet. And uh, people would go by at night and hear laughter and music and stuff coming from my room. They'd be like, what's going on in there? So that was kind of fun. Okay. But I already said the first one earlier, the beer automat when I was 15. It's like to be able to throw in two coins and uh, get a beer and open it and stand on the street the and best. be like. And be 15. Yeah. When here, you got another yeah. six years. 15, look yeah. like 15 and look like you're 11. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Not even any like bum fluff, nothing. Just yeah. So I, I brought up that special sample of the uh, pink and pale. The pink and pale, which is this bad Crazy. boy here. Yeah. So what you need to do is take a photo of that. Oh, yeah. Um, tell us about the pink and pale. This he is, is great tenacious. He, He's intense. I'm a psychopath. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, being able to admit it, that's a good start. Crazy. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. <laughs> It is an addiction, but yeah. like I want to get to higher James numbers. James addiction, essentially. Oh, it's all about the numbers. Yeah, more yeah, friends, yeah. more <laughs> friends. I want more friends. <laughs> more more friends. More friends. More shares. Friend me. Friend me. Friend me, bro. Friend Will. <laughs> I, I was at Idle Time Brewing everywhere. Follow them. You gonna write it down? <laughs> Friend me. Here's my address. <laughs> here's Not my right. personal Not home right. address. <laughs> um, what were you you probably about? raced to that. Because you have good, such good technique that people won't even out see what that address is. Oh no, that'll be. Uh, they won't even yeah, see. They have no idea. idea. <laughs> we have uh, the editing. You probably powers. put somebody else's head on me too. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. We've never done that before. Yeah, right. We should do that. Give me a hat with at ourselves least. at least. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'll cover my little thinning spot. Wear some uh, cool sunglasses. Put a sunglass filter on it or something. So the pink Ooh. and pale was designed to be like Ooh, the yeah. pale ale, but oh, I like um, grapefruit juice. We like to feed the grapefruit to the beer when it's still fermenting mm. so hopefully it doesn't come across as as sweet fruity just Not dry pucker it's gonna be a little yeah, sweetness a little, there's a touch of sourness to it as well i guess it's um and then this is fresh from the fermenter you poured this straight out of the fermenter right that's as fresh as it gets we're gonna have to take a yeah we used a zwickle down and a zwickle yeah a little curly uh the pigtail it was cool you gotta see it craig wow. we're gonna do it i think yeah. we're gonna have to go down let's and go check down. it out yeah let's go down let's go let's go so here we are down in the cellar at Idle Time. Yes, we are. This Look is awesome. This. Uh, cold room in front of you. So there's um, eight serving tanks in there. Okay. And then we move to kegs, and then we serve them or sell them or whatever. Um, initially, like a regular brew pub, those were our serving tanks, so we serve from there. But oh, wow. when we bottle, um, the right pressure to bottle is not necessarily the right pressure to serve upstairs at the bar. Oh, okay. So yeah, we would kind of mess up their day. So. That's we pull everything onto kegs and they serve off of kegs and that means I can go home on the weekend. Nice. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what it's all about. If you're a bartender in the United States, you should be able to change a keg. Let's hope so. so I would really hope so. Hopefully, so you're selling enough beer to have to change the keg. Yes. So right behind us um, is our fermenter number five, 
um, and then has a logger in it. Um, so all our fermenters have this little slide that comes out here. So when it's fermenting really high, it can ferment out and make a mess on one uh, side instead of on four sides. Very smart. Um, yeah. But we mostly prefer to have a logger in here. Is there a reason why it's like cube shaped? I've only really ever seen conical style, like kind of. It's called a fermenting square. Oh, I like that. I've never seen America. Uh, in Yorkshire, they're called the Yorkshire Square. Oh, OK. What, and but let's, is there an advantage Tiffany, you want to come check this out. Get in there. Tiffany, Tiffany you're going to want to check this out, Sweet Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my god. Oh, that wow. is just sexual. So just a little bit of hops on the top. Yep, that's the Krausen. Um, it's come up and dropped down. And you can see there's just a little bit of hops still yeah. left on there because we do a good job of keeping the hops in the... Do you do, uh, is it pellet or do you do fresh hops? Pellets. Pellets, yeah. But yeah. You also, it's a lager, so you smell that classic lager. So lager produces um, sulfur. Uh, so there's a light sulfur flavor, I smell, that you can smell right now. Almost and like that, an eggy. Yeah, and that'll get reabsorbed. Yeah. It's pretty subtle. Um, and it, it comes out of solution easily because they've got a big open vessel. Okay. So it's breathing out. Right, right, right. Um, right. Open fermenters, they're protected from the, you know, something just ambient falling into them. Right. And we hopefully the yeast takes over and does all the rest. Okay. So in here, we've got another four fermenters. And we're filtering beer, and that's what I gotta get back to. So on my far right is the heat exchanger, um, where Josh will send the double buck beer. Once he finishes with a boil, he'll send it over to his fermenter that's clean and sanitized. So four fermenters along the wall, the conditioning tanks. And then uh, let's keep moving. Let's yeah, walk into uh, Let's do it. <laughs> welcome to Will's World. Nice. Will's World. Will's World. Will's World. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's that home. Especially Tiffany. You come right in, Tiffany. You're in check. Yeah, you got it. OK, so we're in the cooler here. Let me see if I can turn off the, uh, the blower so you might be able to hear. Oh, I like that. It's a ruler right there. Just belted it. So this is where we came before. Yes. Um, Thank you. When you had your... The pink and pale? A little uh, pigtail. Yeah, this is right oh, from the... Babe, get this. Get in there. Yes. Look uh, at that. Uh, I can start again if you want me to do it over. Oh, no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we get a carbonated beer out, but we just make it slow down the speed. And that's amazing. You want to try that? I think oh, you tried it before. Yeah, yeah. Is this a pink and pale? That's a pink and pale right now. That's as fresh time. as it gets, mate. Um, you want to try a different beer? Do I want to try a different beer? <laughs> do you know me, William? I guess you do now. I knew that was a... <laughs> the answer was yes. You knew what the answer We didn't come all the way to Vermont to try one beer. <laughs> We want to try them. You didn't come all the way to Vermont to eat tacos, but it's good to get a taco in once in a while. <laughs> I you do a great that. job at Mad Taco. So Josh, my assistant, he used to, he's good friends with Joey who owns Mad Taco and they smoke all their meats right there and they do a fantastic job. So that's why they're, you know, their portions are great and they do a nice job. So that's why Mad Taco is popular. All right. What's this beer? This is the brown ale. Oh, Which yes. makes which makes Daddy's wife very happy. Damn right it does. He hopes. So now you're gonna make me really brown. All right. There's an English yeast in that Let's one, so you might get some English characteristics. Hold the video. Out of get a photo. You you guys know. Are, it's insane, right? Look, are. I'm crazy. <laughs> it's like, 
You don't need paparazzi. It's right. just like you're your own paparazzi. Here, I'll hold that. Here Thanks, Will. Sure. Look, you're in charge right now. Oh, okay. wow. How do you feel having a podcast, Will? Well, your levels are kind of high, but it's all right. <sighs> oh, it's, okay. it's not my, it's not my problem, Will. Yeah, it's my that's, brother. That's Notion's problem. That's the engineer's problem. What's his name? He's, his name's Brad. Oh. Say hi to Brad. Hi, Brad. Hey, Brad. How you doing, buddy? You're going to be listening to this I think soon. he called you Nosha or something like Notion that. is his rap name. His oh, rap his name, Notion. yeah. We all have... Uh, like, I've got a Notion. Well, we have one. I don't have one. I'm Scott Beer Cole. That's it. My rap That's name is Spilly. Oh! Tell us about that. Yeah, a, probably can not. Can you spin some bars? Or? Well, I've got a I got a six foot wingspan. Oh, I'll probably knock your beer over. Oh, so, spilly. Oh, <laughs> this is lovely. This is uh, I like that. Can you talk about the I even yeah. turned the cooler off for you so you can see what was yeah. going on. So brown ale, it's, it's a you know, English yeast comes through and. We were talking to one of the brewers from a big brewery in Montreal, uh, Jen from GDCL. Yes. Shout out Jen from GDCL. Shout out. She hey. loves her brown ales. As a brewer, she thinks that's an emerging style. She loves it, thinks it's great. I think you don't see a lot of them out there. Like I think yeah. it, it's a cool style and mm, there should sure. be more of them in my opinion. I agree. Sounds good Yeah, that was good. Lovely. I'm happy with Lovely that. is the word that I yeah. would describe. I could take I that off your hands. I feel like it's a bit of pressure for that's you. That's right. <laughs> Uncle Spilly. I didn't choke. <laughs> no, you did well. You did well. I'm very proud. I know how to twiddle the knobs. <laughs> I've heard that. Oh. It's all right. People talk Just about it. Just don't you. tell everybody. <laughs> we'll keep Man, it on the low. Okay, this is great. This is unbelievable. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, is really cool. cool little Welcome room. to my world. Usually yeah. I have more clothes on that because it's 34 it's a degrees in here. Oh yeah, Fahrenheit, 34 degrees, that means nothing to me. I guess it's uh, 32 degrees is zero uh, yes, Celsius, right. right? So it means it's pretty bloody cold. Yeah, it's, it's probably six in here, four or six. I actually have a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. Okay, so that's the end of my tour, I yeah. guess, unless... That's pretty much it. Do you want to see <laughs> Unless there's deep stuff. More? Is there more stuff? It's eh, probably about it. It's probably about it? Okay, I can that's show you good. some more. Um, you know what? We'll take it off camera just for the interest of uh, expediency. It, what's the best place for people to find Idle Time uh, online? Oh, probably. Um, is that Idle Time Idle Time Brewing dot com? Yeah. I guess is probably the best thing. And I believe it's at Idle Time Brewing on uh, Instagram, potentially Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're All Canadian. You're, sh you're shivering. I'm Australian. You're shivering. Around <laughs> I'm not from Canada. <laughs> I'm you, not from Canada, so you, know. yeah, you got thin blood. You were just down thin the islands, blood. weren't you? Yeah, a little while ago. So the islands, you're, so you're in the winter though. Your blood is all thin from that. <laughs> Super thin. It's ridiculous. Um, Maybe you'll it. get to go to Jamaica someday. <laughs> yeah, if someone takes me. One day. Uh, one if day. Someone takes me. Not. If you guys are ever in Stowe, Vermont, please do yourself a favor. Come visit Idle Time. If you're skiing. We, Great place for après ski. Yep. Uh, huge range of beers from lagers to ales to everything. Come say hi to Will. He may give you a hug. He may not, depending may on how not. he feels that particular yep, we got day. Three breweries close by too. You they can bike to all three. <laughs> you can bike up to the Trap Brewery. Yeah. I nice. suggest starting there because it's a big steep hill, serpentine down, and you can oh, come yeah. and see us yep. at idle time and go see our friends at the Alchemist and the Bermuda Triangle of Stowe. I love that. That's where you need to be. And uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Review us. And uh, what's the other thing? Rate on um, uh, iTunes. And of course, follow us at BAOS Podcast everywhere. And make sure you definitely hit up at Idle Time Brewing yeah, everywhere. I can't believe you've been watching us for an I hour. Can't yeah, like, <laughs> make it a little more. Get a life. Get a really life, though. guys. It's Thanks. insane. Thanks, Will. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Cheers. You Cheers. are the man. Yeah, Cheers, brother. Yeah. Cheers. Have fun down south. Thanks. Peace.